You have questions, and we have answers. Today's show is going to be a collection of listener questions that have come in over the last few weeks. Some of these are questions I hear from our clients on a regular basis, so I thought we'd dedicate the entire show to questions from you, our listeners. Here we go. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, welcome in to my retirement clarity. I'm Ben George. He is Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management League. Good to talk to you again. About to come up on Thanksgiving. You ready? Yeah, man. We're we're excited about it. Uh, Thanksgiving marks the we are almost in our house time of the year. So, hopefully, um, you know, kind of the t- the the original plan was to be in by Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to be able to start moving some stuff in after thanksgiving and then probably move move into the house the following week workers are still going to be doing some things and we don't want to you know we want them working around furniture and things in the house but i got to get some boxes in there and i want to be able to use my son while he is home from college (laughs) to move such boxes since he avoided it the first time so yeah we're excited that that is what is taking up up my november um but also we're here in the office, we're kind of looking forward to something that we started last year, something called Cake Day. Um, and it's just a, a day, one day a year. We're doing it this year on Wednesday, December the 6th. So coming up in about two weeks, okay. uh, Cake Day is where we just invite all of our clients to our office and we provide them with a cake. It's just a, a good time of fellowship and we'll provide refresh, refreshments. But I've got a, a client of mine who makes just the best pound cake in the world. And so we buy a pound cake for everybody and, nice. and clients love it. It's a, a cool thing. So that's keeping us on our toes right now, trying to get ready for that. Very good. And I'll, I'll take a second too to thank everyone that's listened to the podcast this year. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of feedback and I know you've talked to quite a few people that have listened to some episodes or all episodes of the show and, you know, great time just to just say thank you. And we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're thankful for uh, listeners of the podcast, thankful for our clients and thankful for folks that we've met throughout the year. It's been a really good year for us. Yep. It sure has. And again, if you want to schedule a meeting with Lee, you can just Go to talkwithlee.com. That website will take you right to the calendar, pick a time that works for you, and that'll start that process. But speaking of people that uh, we've heard from, we got a a mailbag question full episode today. We're going to go through six different things that came into the show. And I know know you like this episode, Lee, because there's a lot of things that that we're going to cover today that you've been talking with clients quite a bit on. Exactly. Yeah. None of, none of these questions are, are kind of out of left field. These are some, they're fairly common. And so I thought, because I, I hear these all the time in the office. I thought it might be great to address these on an episode of the podcast. Well, let's start off with Alan today on the podcast. He says, I have two rental properties and both have a mortgage on them. I have enough money and in investments that I could pay off both properties, but I'm getting enough in rent to cover the mortgages. So uh, do, I, do I even need to pay them off? All right. So, you know, th- this has probably two ways to answer this. There's a mathematical way to answer it and there's a psychological way to answer it. Sure, mathematically, you've got the money to pay it off. I don't know what your investments are, uh, but as we sit here, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter, getting towards the end of the year, we know where the market is year to date. The market is down. So there's probably 
a pretty good chance that your investment portfolio is down some. So my gut feeling tells me it's probably not the best time to sell out a lot of your positions and and pay off the the properties. So so my gut feeling without knowing anything about your situation is is just sort of let it ride. Let let your let your portfolio rebound. Uh, you said you've got enough uh, rental income coming in to cover those mortgages. So, you know, unless it's just something that is keeping you up at night that you don't, you don't uh, want that debt, uh, I'd probably just, just keep the mortgages for now and, and address that in the future. Maybe when the, when the stock market rebounds and, you know, who knows what it looks like in the future, but I think there's going to be a better time for you to do that if you want to. That's a great question. Thanks, Alan, for that uh, good good spot to be in and a good question to ask. So we thank you for sending in to the podcast. All right. Uh, next one comes in from Ronald. Says, I have an after-tax account with some investments that pay really nice quarterly dividends, but those dividends also create a substantial tax bill each year. Should I invest in something different in that account? Yeah, this is a little bit of sort of a catch-22. You know, you you have to pay taxes. You get the tax bill every year because of the dividends, and those dividends can be a really good thing for a lot of people. And so if you don't want the dividend, certainly that may hurt your um, your income. So I, I guess my one of my questions here, Ronald, would be, what's the purpose of this money? Are you using the dividend for for monthly income? Are you just, you know, if you're just reinvesting it, what's the what's the whole purpose of the account? Uh, certainly, if you want to get rid of the dividends, you could change your investments to something that that doesn't pay a dividend. But but then we're you know we're kind of getting into the the overall picture of what's what's the account doing? Are are you just wanting it to grow? to appreciate. Again, a, probably a lot of different moving parts here in your situation, um, but that is the one of the the caveats to consider when you have a, a non-qualified investment account. There can be tax consequences, you know, especially when there's dividend income. And if you're doing a lot of buying or selling inside of an account, whether it's short-term capital gains or long-term capital gains, it's a whole different story than just a qualified account that's inside of an IRA that you can buy and sell and there's no real tax consequences until you take it take it out. So Ronald, I would just say for you, it's just going to depend on really what you want to do with the money. A lot of our clients, we, we will build a dividend portfolio for, but they're using those dividends for the most part for income going forward. And they don't, they don't really worry about the taxes. Um, so, you know, again, uh, Ron, I'd love to, to chat with you if, if you have specific questions that maybe we can help help you address. Yeah. And for Ronald and other people listening too, it's a great chance to remind them that you have this ticking tax time bomb book offer they can take advantage of too. Yeah. So that, that's a book that we, we co-authored year, a couple of years ago with a, a good buddy of mine. And we offer a lot of solutions on how you can address the potential of increasing taxes in the future. And we, we do address non-qualified accounts in there. So if you want a copy of that book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. And that's D-E-F-U-S-E. You'll get a, a link back on your cell phone that will allow you to put in your name and address. And we'll send that book to you free of charge. We'll, we'll pick up the postage as well. Yeah, for anybody that wants to do a little more tax planning information, that's a great place to start. 
All right, uh, let's get back to the mailbag. I got a question from Mary. What do you think about this one, Lee? I had kids later in life than most people, so I'm almost 60, and my twin boys will be heading to college in a few months. I really want them to be able to finish college without any huge student loans, but I'm not sure that I can pay for both of them to get through school without hurting myself financially. I'd like to retire eventually, after all. So which thing should I place a higher priority on, their education or my retirement? Which I think it's a great question because you're kind of in this boat right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just a few years behind her. I would say, Mary, the as much as you want to send your boys to college and and not have them accumulate a lot of student loans, I would rather them have student loans than you to make a huge sacrifice financially at your age, because I don't want you to sacrifice your retirement. If you do, it could mean that you have to work longer than you originally planned. And and I, I don't like that for somebody that's at your age and stage in life because we, we our health is not promised. You know, you said you're almost 60. So it tells me you got a little bit of a late start in life with twin boys heading to college and there's nothing nothing wrong with that at all. But man, the, your, your boys have a lot more earnings potential than you. Uh, And I'm not talking about the dollar amount because I don't know how much you make or how much they make, but I'm just talking about the years to make money. So yeah, I I would be careful about you sacrificing financially in order to make sure they have, they don't have student loans, nothing wrong with student loans. And, And there's also nothing that says that they can't work a semester, go to school a semester, work a semester, go to school a semester, or maybe do some type of co-op where maybe a, a company would would pay for their college. So just a few things to think about right there, Mary. And again, don't beat yourself up over it. Uh, I know a lot of times we sort of, um, we, we will because we want the best for our kids. And I, I do everything I c- could possibly do for my kids. And I know you will too, but I don't want you to jeopardize your retirement lifestyle on college for the boys. Yeah, I don't know. That's a situation, Mary, that many people are in and will continue to find themselves in. So I'm glad you asked that for us today on the podcast. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart. And you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050. And we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right, Dana's next up says, My husband and I are getting divorced and deciding how to split up our assets. He'll owe me about 200000 I could take that from his 401k. Or just take that amount from cash in our money market account. Which should I choose? I'm not a marriage counselor, uh, so I'm, I will just gonna, I'm just going to assume that the divorce is is already that it is going to happen. Like you said, you said you are getting divorced. Um, so if I am 
you, Dana, and I actually have the choice of taking money from a 401k or money that's in cash. I'm going to take the cash because if you get $200,000 that's in a money market, uh, you get $200,000. If you get $200,000 from his 401k, you are going to get $200,000. And part of that money is you're still going to owe, owe taxes on. If this is how it's going to be written up in the in the quadro, which is the the, the divorce paperwork. Um, yeah, so lots of times a spouse that's getting divorced, that um, paperwork is going to say, hey, you get half the 401k, they get half the 401k, and then you just basically put that in your own 401k. Well, if you get $200,000 and put it in your own 401k, there's a tax lien against that account. So you're not really getting $200,000. I would rather you get the $200,000 in cash and then you can invest that however you want in a non-qualified account, just like we talked about with the other person earlier, a non-qualified account. You will all, you're going to owe taxes on the gains, but you know th that's generally going to be a little more favorable tax rate for most people, uh, capital gains rates rather than just the ordinary income. So yeah, Dana, that's what I would do. I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry the the marriage didn't work out, but yeah, if I'm you, I'm I'm taking the cash. That's such a great question too. So I would assume that not everyone thinks about that, right? They just kind of think everything's equal. Right. Yeah. I, I think I, I don't know. People sometimes when they're going through a divorce, sometimes emotions play into their their decisions, and sometimes people are a little can get a little bit more greedy and they're just look they overlook things like like taxes and some of the long-term implications so you know it doesn't sound like there's any of that going on here um because you just wanted to know what's what's best to take it from so yeah dana i, I would i would take that cash all right sherry is next up on her mailbag here says i almost got out of the market before it dropped down recently now i'm back to where i was before should i get out now all right, Sherry, uh, I will assume that you may be a newer listener to the show. Um, and I think we've had somebody ask a similar question before. Um, Sherry, I, I don't try to predict where the stock market is. Uh, we've had a, you know, obviously a rocky road this year. The last few weeks have been pretty good. Um, but, you know, if you're somebody that's wondering if you should get in, wondering if you should get out. I question how much exposure to the stock market you should probably have because you can't time the stock market. Uh, it, it is impossible to do. The only people that can successfully do it all the time are people that are called liars. Uh, it, it, it just can't, it can't be done. So I would say, share probably what you should do is hopefully partner with, with an advisor that can give you some good, solid advice. Assess the amount of risk that you're comfortable with um, and, and, and build a portfolio that you can live with in up markets and down markets. And that way you're not you're not constantly guessing if you should get in or get out. So, you know, like I always tell folks on the show, Ben, if, um, if your portfolio and what's going on in the market is keeping you up at night, you probably don't need to be in the stock market. You probably need to be in something that is a... Mm -hmm a safer, you know, some type of safer strategy, whether it's, you know, just cash or a CD or some type of fixed annuity or something like that. But probably the stock market is, is not for you. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Sherry. Thank you for that. All right. Last one here, Lee. It's uh, it's in from Lenny. It says, I'm embarrassed to ask this question, 
Because I know there are people who have actual problems with money that would love to be as fortunate as I've been. But I'm wondering what you do once you're in this in your 70s and realize you have more money than you'll ever be able to spend. I have three kids, and I guess I'll probably just inherit all of it. But in a weird way, I'm almost sad that I didn't get to enjoy a little bit more of life along the way instead of working so hard to save up all this money that I'll never use myself. All right, Lenny, great question. There And there's absolutely no reason to be embarrassed here because I would tell you that this is something that a lot of my clients, they come to the same realization that you have. They're like, hey, I've, I've got more money than, I'm, than I've ever, you know, that I'm ever going to possibly spend. And they start thinking about what to do with it. And I don't want you to second guess maybe some of the things that you didn't do in the past because you said you were a little bit sad that you didn't enjoy life a little bit more along the way. Man, e- e- even though, you know, you're, you're 70 or early 70s right now, you're as young as you're ever going to be. So I would say enjoy it. Enjoy life to the max right now because all of our clocks are ticking. Uh, you're just a little bit further down the field than, than I am. You know, you're about 20 years older than me. So yeah, you, you made the point that your kids are probably going to inherit it. I, I'll tell you what I see a lot of people doing nowadays is they start giving some of that money to their kids while they're still alive. And maybe it's not just in, you know, writing your kids a check, you know, that you can do some of that every year, of course. But man, one of my favorite things to watch my clients do is, is do a big trip for their their kids and grandkids every year or a couple times a year to where they're you know they're footing the bill. That's a great way to see your kids enjoy the inheritance while you're still alive. So you know you don't have to just wait till you die to give it all to them. Start letting them enjoy some of that now. That that's a great a great thing to do. But no, Lenny, nothing to be embarrassed about. Um, it's actually you know a good problem to have that you've. You worked hard enough and saved long enough to have enough money that you'll probably never outlive it. So, no, con- congratulations. Don't be embarrassed. Yeah, no question. Well, thank you for that, Lenny. Thanks, everyone, that has sent in a question today for the podcast. If you want to talk with Lee directly, well, it's very simple. Just go to talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting right there through that website. And if you'd prefer to jot down this phone number, you can do that as well, 478-254-3550. And again, Lee's open to, to answer any questions you have. Just give him a call and reach out. Let's go quickly. I want to throw a quote your way, Lee. I always love getting your perspective on some great quotes and really give us something to think about on the way out of the podcast today. Um, but this one came in from Keith Cunningham, who said this one. It said, there are no secrets, just stuff you haven't learned yet. It's really that yeah. simple, right? Yeah, it really is. And I, I've sort of... I, I like this quote because I'm a big Keith Cunningham fan. Uh, he spoke at a conference that I attended probably five or six years ago. So I'm a big fan of his work and and his stuff. But I I love the quote because it's true. It's almost like what somebody's said before, that learning never stops. Life is all about learning and and we live in a great country. And if you want to do something different with your life, man, the internet is there and you can learn as much as you, you want about anything. So yeah, no secrets in life, just a lot of things that that we haven't learned yet. So if you want to learn, just go out and learn. So you can become an expert at almost anything because all the information, we got all the information in the world that's out there. We, and that, what's crazy now, Ben, we don't have to go to the library. I mean, I asked my kid the other day, how often do you go to the library at, at George Southern in Statesboro? He said, 
I don't even know if they have a library. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course they do. He just, he doesn't go there. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is great for, for, uh, finance too, right? There are no, there's no secret to retirement success, right? It's just, you got to learn what you need to do and, and what steps you need to take. That's it. You're a hundred percent right. Well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, one last time, Lee, for anyone that is looking for a little tax planning help, your ticking tax time bomb book offer. Yeah. You can text the word diffuse to four, seven, eight, four, seven, five, 2050. I think we had five or six people uh, order the book in the last, uh, over this past weekend. So yeah, still a very popular read. So yeah, just text that, that word diffuse 478-475-2050 and we'll send a copy out to you today. Very good. Thank you for listening to this episode of My Retirement Clarity. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, Go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm. But if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation... I'll let you know, and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show, and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.